Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers and they've hit a little bump in the road and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of office printers and copiers. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 6.30 Shed. 3.30 in the morning, not a soul in sight. City's looking like a ghost town on a moonless summer night. Raindrops on the windshield, there's a storm moving in. He's heading back from somewhere that he never should have been. The thunder roll and the thunder roll. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you at game night down at Rogers Place. The Edmonton Oilers opening up a five game homestand tonight against my pick to win the Stanley Cup. Maybe the deepest organization right now uh, in the National Hockey League. The 39, 14, and 7. Nashville Predators. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by Digitex. Chorus uses Digitex for their copiers and printers. Their service is outstanding. Coming up, a complete preview of tonight's game. Uh, we will hear some comments from Gary Bettman, who did a media availability uh, just after a uh, breakfast uh, hot stove that I hosted uh, uh, with Gary earlier today. Uh, for the Edmonton uh, Chamber of Commerce, and uh, we'll get to some uh, comments from Gary. We will also hear from Edmonton Oilers head coach Todd McClellan and Ethan Bear, who will make his NHL uh, debut tonight. Reed Wilkins will swing by at 12.20 on today's edition of Oilers Now. 12.35 from NHL Hockey on Rogers. 105 today, Mark Spector. Stoffer Inspector brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Live racing Saturdays, 1 o'clock at Northlands Park. 135, we'll have a conversation with the Edmonton Oilers' Darnell Nurse, who's going to give you a little bit of a tidbit coming up here shortly on how he handled the situation against San Jose the other night. Here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on our Oilers now. River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780 It's brought to you by Bill Engvall, March 24th at the River Cree. Larry the Cable Guy, April 14th at the River Cree Resort and 
Casino. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can email us at letters now at 630chat.com. You can text us at 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. My personal Twitter handle is Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan, back at the studio, is at Brendan Ulrich. And for podcasts of the show, go to globalnews.ca backslash Edmonton backslash program backslash Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Special shout-out to our friends at Pro-Am Sports. It's a Thursday, Edmonton. And the Nashville Predators, uh, the Edmonton Oilers. We will tell you, did not have Adam Larson at practice today. He has left uh, as uh, Todd McClellan provides an update with at right now. Adam Larson has gone home for his father's funeral, so he will miss today's game and Saturday's game. Russell took pregame skate. He told me he feels pretty good. The training staff will evaluate him after, and if he's good, he'll play. All right, so there's an update on defense. So it looks like Ethan Bear is going to be in the lineup tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Milana Lucic once again will play in the top line tonight with Connor McDavid and Anton Slepeshev. Lucic, 196 hits this year, has not scored in 27 games. And he was Todd McClellan was asked if the goal streak is weighing on Milan Lucic. Well, I think... To answer that question fairly, I would say about two weeks ago, the frustration level affected him. Um, I think now he's learning uh, or he's been able to deal with some things and and uh, put the frustration behind him. Uh, it's, a, it's a waste of energy and time. And um, I think he's had some opportunities over the last three or four games that he didn't have two weeks ago. Um, perhaps that's having a, a chance to go back and play with Connor and, and having it on his tape a little bit more. Um, he's certainly a priority for our organization and our coaching staff. We've got to get him um, back to where he needs to be. Um, He's a long-term oiler, and um, he has to, in these last 19 games, I believe, he's got to get back to where he has and feels good about himself on the ice and some confidence, so that's a goal of ours. Uh, Tom McClellan added these comments about defenseman Ethan Bear making his debut tonight. Well, again, it'll depend on what the, the Chris Russell report is and, and, and at this point when I'm talking to you it's it's a positive report so uh, <coughs> excuse me we'll build our pairs uh, around that but Ethan will play he's here to play um, you know will he be in every night I don't know but uh, we'll put him in and it's about as tough a test as you can have in your first game when you play against uh, the Predators so we'll see where he uh, where he goes with it uh, Todd McClellan was also asked, I believe it was Dean Millard asked this question, uh, about Ryan Nugent Hopkins playing potentially. Uh, Nugent has been skating with the team over the last couple of weeks. He's still probably, by my, to, to me, he hasn't uh, been in heavy combat, physical one-on-one drills yet, maybe a week away still. But the question was, can uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins be an option on the wing when he returns, given that the orders have McDavid, Dreisaitl, Strom, and Kara down the middle right now? There's a chance. Nuge played wing for us uh, at the World Cup uh, in Toronto last year. Uh, started as a center, moved over to the wing when we went down to three lines, and, and he did a good job of it. Um, quite frankly, I haven't thought of that far ahead. And uh, once we get him back, we'll see where everybody else is. And um, I like the fact that Ryan Strom was playing well down the middle. He's played some of his best hockey over the last little bit. Uh, J.J. Kyra has played uh, quite well down the middle, so maybe we have our three and our four center. Now we can determine. We have, we're pretty sure we have a number one center 
and Connor, what are we going to do in that two hole? Uh, does Leon go up on the wing? Does Nuge go on the wing? There's some things that we have to uh, contemplate and um, and um, you know take into consideration. I do believe that when Nuge does come back initially, he'll start where he's familiar, just so he can get his game back. All right, I. Uh... I believe actually it was now come to think of it, Ryan uh, Nugent, that question was asked by Ryan Rashog. I want to make sure I give credit where credit's due. Ethan Bear had these comments on his debut tonight and getting an opportunity. Yeah, it's, uh, it feels a lot different. Uh, you kind of, first getting here, you kind of get to know the guys, and they've just been a little bit more opening for me, and, you know, talking to me a bit more kind of helped me get a little bit more comfortable here, so uh, it's been nice, you know, I feel good, so it's good. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure it was just, well, just some fun, you know, first, uh, first pregame skate, so it was, you know, it was good, you know, I was happy, so, uh, you know, they were just kind of teasing me about little things, and you know, kind of messed up a few drills there. I didn't know what was going on a little bit, but they kind of helped me out and guided me through that, so it was fun. Oh, it's it's huge. Uh, you know, like, the guys were kind of joking with me. You know, it's like, you know, don't be nervous. You've, you've only worked 20 years to get here. So, like, uh, so you know, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's funny, but, like, at the same time, it does help you. Your nerves kind of calm down and just, you know, go out there and just play your game. So, uh, you know, I feel good and I'm comfortable. Ethan Bear last year, 28 goals, 70 points, 67 games for Seattle in the Western Hockey League. This year, 6 goals, 16 points, and 34 games uh, down in Bakersfield. Uh, a lot was made about uh, what occurred with Evander Kane, Matthew Benning uh, in the second period of the game uh, on, geez, what day was that? Tuesday in San Jose. Um, Darnell Nurse had a conversation. And the start of the third period with Evander Kane, I thought I'd share some of this from an interview coming up a little bit later on in today's show. Yeah, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, the, the days of going out and jumping guys and, um, you know, they're, they're, you don't see it very often. Unfortunately, they're over. Yeah, they're, they're, they're over. I think uh, two, years ago, I, two years ago I did that, and I ended up with a three-game suspension. So, um, you know, those days, those days of going out there and, and, and jumping somebody and, and things like that, um, guys know it's over. So I think that, uh, that uh, sometimes stirs up guys. Guys uh, think they can get away with a little more, and um, you know sometimes all it takes is a is a conversation, and um, yeah, things uh, things seem to settle down. There you go. In other words, he talked to him, things settle down, figure out what God said. All right, Gary Bettman in town. He's uh, doing a series of events today. Uh, he did one with the Chamber of Commerce this morning, uh, and uh, was terrific in it. Uh, and Gary also uh, did a media availability. He had these comments on the progress in Edmonton's ice district and Rogers Place. Uh, I'm excited about the progress that's been made on the ice district. Obviously, I saw the arena in all its glory last year, uh, but this has clearly been a transformational project, uh, and we're excited about it. And when it's done, we're going to be happy to bring some NHL events here. Well, to, to use an arena as the opportunity to redevelop uh, a part of the city that could use it, uh, could bring more people downtown, whether or not it's to live or for entertainment or for shopping or for dining. Uh, this is going to have a positive impact on the quality of life for people in Edmonton, and it's going to, in effect, re 
make how Edmontonians live for decades into the future. It has been extraordinarily visionary, and without the then Mayor Mandel's vision and Daryl Cates's vision, this wouldn't be a reality. And um, I'm excited and proud on behalf of the league in Edmonton to see what's come out of the ground and what's still coming out of the ground. Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the National Hockey League, longest serving commissioner in the major professional sports, was then asked about timelines on major NHL events like, as an example, an all-star game or the NHL draft. It's, I don't know the exact number of years, it's something that we've been discussing with the Oilers uh, because we want to be able to show the ice district off in its fully completed state. So depending on how long it takes to complete it, we'll determine when we start bringing events. Gary Batman was then asked if he had any regrets about the National Hockey League players not going to the Olympics. No regrets. I think it was the absolute right decision. Our season uh, has been fabulous for the last three weeks, uninterrupted. We've seen great streaks, great games, great plays. We've had the trade deadline. Uh, all of that would have been disrupted and we would have been disappeared. I, I can't prognosticate into the future. Uh, the next Olympics is a long way off. But the fact is, we have concluded after five different participations, it is very disruptive. All right. Uh, by the way, just as an FYI, I did not know this. 1920 Olympics were in Antwerp. Summer Olympics. Hockey was in that event. Did not know that until Gary brought that up today. Mm. All right. Uh, now, and we've discussed this on the show. It's been a pure confluence of events. The Oilers at one point, I think, had lost 14 straight uh, either offside or interference challenges or video reviews. And uh, Gary was pushed a bit uh, with the media horde that was down there today about whether or not there was a perceived bias against the Edmonton Oilers. The fact is, the purpose of the rule was to give officials an opportunity to correct an egregious error. And I think maybe uh, there have been too many coaches' challenges on things that are marginal, and marginal judgment calls are always going to be subject to second-guessing. Every team feels the same way, and the fact of the matter is the calls are made on the merits, and people who are passionate about their team are going to disagree with calls. And I'm not a big fan of, the, of, of just looking at the raw numbers. It goes to style of play. It goes to differentials. It goes to a whole host of factors other than raw numbers. It's a loser's lament when your team comes in with a record of 27-32-4. It was almost laughable. It ended, by the way, Saturday night against the Kings when the Kings didn't get credit for that game tangle. And, and by the way, just keep this in mind. Yes, Edmonton went through a ridiculous string, and, and the worst one was, the, the for me, the 3-3 goal against the Ducks in Game 5. So maybe they lost 12 or 14 decisions on that regards, right? The Oilers also had the number one pick in four out of six years. What are the chances of that happening? It's funny how numbers work out. Now, for our fans in Calgary, and we care about the Flames in this market because we we're all for the battle for Alberta. Um, Calgary's got a battle of their own in terms of uh, making things happen. They, too, need a uh, new uh, facility for the Flames, Planet Saddle Dome, which by my ranking right now is 31st. Only it's the worst arena in the league. Uh, Gary Bettman had this to say on the next step for the Calgary Flames. The, the Flames, and you have to talk to the Flames about this, but they have said, notwithstanding the fact that they're playing in the uh, league's oldest building, uh, they're going to do the best they can for as long as they can. There you go. 
Okay. Not making much headway there. All right, let's, we got the Oilers and the uh, Nashville Predators. Edmonton 4-6 in their last 10 games. Uh, last March, Edmonton went 9-3-1. and one. See if the Oilers can make some uh, hay here this March. Uh, the Oilers uh, come in with a record of 18-18-2 against the West. They're dead last in power play, dead last in PK, dead last in save percentage at this time. Sixth in the league in shots for 11th in shots against. Connor McDavid up front with Milan, Lucic, and Anton Slepeshev. The National Predators, by the way, have won 11 straight games in this matchup head-to-head. Uh, McDavid with just two goals and five points in seven career games against Nashville. Leon Dreisettle, Mike Camilleri, and Ty Ratty. It'll be uh, Ryan Strom with Pontus Aberg, who played uh, 52 of his 53 NHL games for Nashville. And yes, Apollo Yarby has scored his 10th goal this season the other night in San Jose. Jujara Carew has got 10 goals on the year of Drake Kajula and Ilro Packerin. And Zach Cassian did skate, did not take part in regular line rushes today. Uh, Darnell Nurse was with Chris Russell. Oscar Clefbaum was with Matthew Benning. You heard Todd McClellan. Sounds like Ethan Bears in. If he plays, it'll be with Andre Sekra unless Russell doesn't get cleared. Last year, Cam Talbot finished fourth in uh, voting for the Vesna. 42 wins. Right now, he currently leads the NHL in losses with 24. Comes in with a record of 22, 24, and 2. A 3.11 goals against average and a 9.03 save percentage. He has a 9.18 save percentage in his NHL career in 236 appearances. Beckett Rene. I mentioned the Preds have won 11 straight against Edmonton. They're on a five-game winning streak. Um, made a terrific trade to get Kyle Turris. They're 19-6-1. Is Pekka with a 2.32 goals against average and a 9-17 save percentage uh, against Edmonton during the course of his career. Their top 4D is second to none in the NHL. Roman Yossi with Ryan Ellis, Matthias Eckholm, with P.K. Subban. Subban leading their team in scoring. He won the 12-13 Norris. He's playing 24 minutes a game. Alexi Emelin uh, will be with Yannick Weber. Th- uh, three former Montreal Canadiens that were teammates of Mike Camilleri when Camilleri was with the Habs. Up front, Ryan Johansson, four goals, 12 points, 17 career games against Edmonton. With Philip Forsberg, who uh, David Poyle stole from George McPhee out of Washington. And on the right side, Victor Arvidsson. Kyle Turris is a second-line center now for Nashville. Six goals, 14 points in 17 games. With Kevin Fialo, has got a career-high 20 goals and 40 points this season. And Craig Smith, who is a four-time 20-goal scorer. Nick Bonino had the big playoff for the Pittsburgh Penguins, 18 points in 24 games a couple of years ago. With Scott Hartnell, nine-time 20-goal scorer. And Kelly Yarncrow, career-high 32 points this season. And then Colton Sissons on the fourth line with Ryan Hartman. Good 19 goals for the Hawks last year. Came over in the trade deadline for number one plus. And then Austin Watson. Hey, if Milan Lucic is looking to get something started, my guess is Austin Watson is the guy. $72 million uh, team on uh, paper on the cap. Uh, moving forward, 18 uh, players for $66 million. Mike Fisher, not sure if he's uh, he he technically hasn't been activated yet. He's played 1,088 NHL games, 276 goals, was signed to a one-year deal, a prorated million dollars for the rest of the season. And, oh, by the way, uh, they are going to add uh, Eli Tolvanen. He's an 18-year-old that went 30th in the draft. He's playing for... Uh, Yari Curry's old team, Jokerit, in Finland, uh, Finland in the KHL. He's got 18 goals, 35 points this year. 18-year-old player starred for Finland at the Olympics. He's coming over since the KHL season's over. Reed Wilkins will join us in one minute's time on Oilers Now.
When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. Welcome back, everybody. This is Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor. Yeah. The guys at Digitex. We bring aboard Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. Reed, this is a terrific, well, this is a terrific team Edmonton's playing. And maybe the best-run franchise in the NHL right now. Well, we've been talking a lot over the last few weeks as the Oilers have struggled here, and certainly Peter Shirelli has been under fire for some of the trades and decisions he made. But we've been looking a lot at the Oilers' drafting record, right? And how many, how after the first round, they haven't had a lot of key contributors on the roster. And I know you were mentioning, you know, the Predators haven't, generally had to fill holes with free agents they've been able to fill significant holes from within or by because they're deep making trades to fill significant holes so that's a big difference between the two teams uh peter laviolette has done great there i mean you mentioned 11 straight against edmonton and the predators come in and i mean they fly and even the last few years when we've seen them take morning skates at rexall and now here they fly even in practice so so they play a consistent style they have talent they have enough toughness i think to to play that style of game too though the oilers uh, got into it a bit here last year with yeah they woke them up they poked the bear a bit and literally milan lucic will get to that in a second i asked the question on a tweet uh who was the last high, high profile free agent the Preds signed okay I, I the only one i thought of was peter forsberg i but that's who, over who, a, who did you remember i don't like rem, i don't remember them stepping up for anybody like they've made trades they've made big they've made, they've made big made important trades. don't forget they lost ryan Suter to free agency right they were unable yes. to, right? Uh, they, obviously, they traded Weber and got back Subban. Uh, they traded Seth Jones and got back Ryan Johansson. Yeah, that's a significant trade. And then they worked their way into the tourist trade. So these guys... But a top four defenseman or a top two-line forward that they've added through free agency? I, I'd have not to go... Last, not, nothing sticks in my head. In the last decade. Tell Did us. you get any answers that... No, just everybody's saying you're right, Bob. I mean, I guess moving forward, maybe there's a lesson in that. And, and that brings us to Milan Lucic. I mean, the Oilers stepped up. They signed him. I, I mean, maybe Milan had five or I know Milan had five-year offers from other teams or six-year offers from other teams. Uh, it's been a struggle. Uh, you know, he was good last year. He was good for the first half of this year. Yep. It's 27. He's completely rattled. I mean, I know he's a veteran guy, and he's, yeah. he's been through a lot, but everybody has that point where it starts to affect you, and you saw it, well, you've seen it a few times, but the open net against San Jose and throwing his head back and doesn't get back on the back check, and, and San Jose scores. And then, and then even you thought, a lot of times when a guy has a slump, is he going to get a weird one to break out of it? He also he almost had that bounce off the backboards, off the back of Jones's leg, and it was about to roll in, and a San Jose guy pulled it about eight inches before it hit the goal line. So, it's it's a it's a. I said last night on Inside Sports, it is now a slump of 
Lucici in proportions. Like, it has to have its own name yes. because you can't really compare it to You know what? Else. He's going to score tonight. That's well, my might call. might as well keep saying it. He's going He's to sc- score. I know somebody on Twitter was saying Ethan Bear's going to score. Camilleri will score. Everybody's up. Aberg will score against his over team, old team. That's at least four goals for the Oilers right there. There you go. They came back against Winnipeg. They're a great team. The Oilers better be up for the challenge. Well, and, they, and that's the thing. As much as you've always associated them with goaltending and checking and defense, they can now win a game yeah. any way you want if it you gets high it. scoring. Fourth in the league in the power play. Eighth in the league in goals for. They're still good defensively. Third in goals against and sixth in the PK. Reed, what time's the City Ford face-off show tonight? 5.30. Game will be at 7. And we got lots of different guests coming up. On yeah, tonight. it's going to be a fun show tonight for sure. That's Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. When we come back, the big man, Louis DeBrusque from NHL Hockey on Rogers. After a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.